This is episode 127, Creating an Uplifting Environment in Our Home. Hi, this is Jocelyn with Striving to be Spiritual, a podcast for moms wanting to strengthen their spirituality. We use the teachings of Jesus Christ and the apostles to come closer to God and ultimately fulfill our divine calling of mothering and raising His children. Hello, it's Jocelyn here. I'm excited to be here with you recording another podcast episode. Every so often, actually quite frequently, I have things that I think about that I need to improve on. And today we're going to talk about one of those things that I really need to improve on. Before we talk on something that has been on my mind a lot to work on, I want to talk about the point of light for your life from my last podcast episode, which was to pray. It was about praying to have fun. And my challenge for you was to have a meaningful prayer where you pour out your heart to God. How was your experience with that? Did you feel God? Did you feel His Spirit? If you weren't able to do that, or if that topic interests you further, that was my last podcast episode, 126, Praying to Have Fun. I encourage you to go listen to it. Our story today comes from the Latter-day Saint Woman Basic Manual for Women, (laughs) Chapter 31. And a lot of the thoughts that I talk about today will come from that. And I will link that in the show notes if it interests you to look that up. Fred ate his breakfast dutifully and then slipped down from his chair. Now can I go over to Jimmy's mother? he asked. But Fred, I said, you were over there yesterday and the day before. Why not have Jimmy come here today? Oh, he wouldn't want to. Fred's lip quivered in spite of his six years of manhood. Please, mother. Why do you like Jimmy's house better than ours, son? I pursued. It came to me suddenly that Fred and all his companions were always wanting to go to Jimmy's house. Why, he explained hesitantly. It's cause, it's cause Jimmy's house is a singing house. A singing house? I questioned. Now what do you mean by that? Well, Fred was finding it hard to explain. Jimmy's mother hums when she sews. And Annie in the kitchen, she sings when she cuts out cookies. And Jimmy's daddy always whistles when he comes home. Fred stopped a moment and added, Their curtains are rolled up clear. Fred stopped for a moment and added, Their curtains are rolled clear up and there's flowers in the windows. All the boys like Jimmy's house, mother. You may go, son, I said quickly. I wanted him out of the way so I could think. I looked around my house. Everyone told me how lovely it was. There were oriental rugs. We were paying for them in installments. We were paying for the overstuffed furniture and the car that way also. Perhaps that's why Fred's daddy didn't whistle when he came home. Perhaps that was why Fred's daddy didn't whistle when he came into the house. I went over to Jimmy's house, even if it was 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. It came to me that Mrs. Burton would not mind being interrupted in the middle of the morning. She never seemed to be in a hurry. She met me at the door with a towel on her head. Oh, come in. I have just finished cleaning the living room. No, indeed, you are not interrupting. I'll just take off this headdress and be right in. While I waited, I looked around. The rugs were almost threadbare. The curtains tied back. 
The furniture, old and scarred. A table with a bright cover held a number of late magazines. In the window were hanging baskets of ivy, while a bird warbled from his cage hanging in the sun. Homie, that was the effect. The kitchen door was open and I saw Jerry, the baby swinging on the clean linoleum, watching Annie as she pinched together the edges of an apple pie. She was singing. Mrs. Burton came in smiling. Well, she asked, what is it? For I know you came for something. You are such a busy woman. Yes, I said abruptly. I came to see what a singing house is like. Mrs. Burton looked puzzled. Why, what do you mean? Fred says he loves to come here because you have a singing house. I begin to see what he means. What a wonderful compliment, Mrs. Burton's face flushed. But of course my house doesn't compare with yours. Everyone says you have the loveliest house in town. But it isn't a singing house, I objected. Tell me how you came to have one. Well, smiled Mrs. Burton, if you really want to know, you see, John doesn't make much. I don't think he ever will. He isn't that type. We have to cut somewhere, and we decided on non-essentials. There are books, magazines, and music. These are things that children can keep inside. They can't be touched by fire or financial problems. So, we decided they were essentials. Of course, good wholesome food is another essential. The children's clothes are very simple, but when all these things are paid for, there doesn't seem to be much left for rugs and furniture. We don't go into debt if we can avoid it. But we are happy, she concluded. I see, I said thoughtfully. I looked over at Jerry and Fred in the corner. They had manufactured a train out of matchboxes and were loading it with wheat. They were scattering it a good deal, but wheat is clean and wholesome. I went home. My oriental rugs looked faded. I stamped my curtains to the top of the windows, but the light was subdued as it came through silken draperies. My house was not a singing house, but I was determined to make it sing. I thought that was a cute little story. In my home lately, it feels like there's been lots of disaccord. I feel like I've had to yell at the children a lot. They just don't seem to be listening, and I don't enjoy the yelling and the disaccord. One of my friends said it well in a text the other day that she doesn't want to feel like a drill sergeant, and that's how I felt for the last little while. I felt like a drill sergeant, and I don't want to be a drill sergeant. I want to have a singing house. According to the story, what do you think was meant by a singing house? What are some of the reasons this home was so happy? As I think about those questions, I feel there was a few things that contributed to making it a singing house. They weren't overly worried about things of the world. They were content. They were happy. They weren't overstressed or filled with anxiety. They were happy to go about their daily tasks. I know that it can feel mundane and hard to just go about those daily tasks, always happy. Motherhood is a sacrifice, and sometimes it can be a strain. But here's some ways that maybe we can create that uplifting environment in our home. I want you to think of ways you can enjoy these activities with your children and not make it so drill sergeant-like <laughs> as I have been doing. 
through music. Music can bring families closer together and closer to the Lord. Not only singing hymns and primary songs, but I've enjoyed having some dance parties with my children around the kitchen when we would listen to some of our favorite soundtracks. Now, I haven't done this for a while, and perhaps this is an idea for me to get back into doing enjoyable stuff with my children. But good music uplifts and inspires us. We learn to love it by hearing, singing, and playing it often. Another aspect of music is encouraging and helping our children learn a musical instrument or how to sing. Do you ever take time with your children to hear the song of a bird, to look at the blue sky, to feel the rain on your face, or the wind as it rushes by? Do you ever take time to touch a velvet rose or walk by a lilac tree? We live in such a beautiful world that Heavenly Father has given to us. Take time to notice them, to enjoy them with your children. One of my favorite times of late has been going on evening walks with them and enjoying the sunset over the beautiful country that we live in. Another thing that we have done or that I have done in the past is to find cool-looking rocks with my kids and to encourage them to find cool-looking rocks for me. I remember my grandpa growing up was always so excited when I would find him a rock that had a white line through it. And that has kind of been a fun thing that we try to do together now. And my kids have found some really cool rocks. Another thing is making weed bouquets. That means bouquets out of weeds and letting your kids do it however they want and enjoying them on the table. Those are such special times for us to grow closer together, to enjoy nature, and to hopefully have a little bit more harmony in the home. Reading good books together is another way to enjoy and connect. Connecting over a good story, talking about it, talking about what you've learned and the morals in those books. Books nourish our minds, just as food nourishes our body. Good books can help us appreciate what is good, beautiful, and true. This is another thing I should pick up again that I have done in the past. I would read my kids some good books that have good morals, and they'd be so excited and enjoying the story that they would ask me to read more, even at the young ages of six and four. In this short podcast episode, I've given you a few ideas of things that you can do to create a better uplifting environment in your home. I think by striving to enjoy your children a little more and not make mothering so drudgery or drill sergeant-like, you can have more positivity and harmony in our homes, as I have mentioned before. We can have a bit of beauty in our homes, even if we don't have much money. We should not settle for the dirty or untidy, either in ourselves or our homes. Sometimes, in keeping our homes neat and clean, we want to get rid of activities, hobbies, or projects, and I have felt this way lately. We may think that they are clutter that makes our homes less attractive, but each member of our family needs freedom to create. We should all respect the belongings and the activities of the other family members in our home. Let's be honest, sometimes I feel like throwing it all away. But those projects, those pictures, they're important to our children. And if we value them and value our children, I think it will better create an uplifting environment in our homes. And I'm mostly saying this to me, but the audience I'm talking to is like me. 
we need some encouragement to do better and be better in our families and in our homes. The time that we spend at home and the atmosphere of the home have a powerful influence on our lives and our children's lives. Here our children form their habits and their ideas. I want to close with something that Dorothy Law Nolt wrote. If a child lives with criticism, he learns to condemn. If a child lives with hostility, he learns to fight. If a child lives with ridicule, he learns to be shy. If a child lives with shame, he learns to feel guilty. If a child lives with tolerance, he learns to be patient. If a child lives with encouragement, he learns confidence. If a child lives with praise, he learns to appreciate. If a child lives with fairness, he learns justice. If a child lives with security, he learns to have faith. If a child lives with approval, he learns to like himself. If a child lives with acceptance and friendship, he learns to find love in the world. We as women have an important responsibility to help create this good feeling in our home. Let's resolve this week to try and have a more positive atmosphere in our home. What are you going to do? Thank you for listening to these podcast episodes. I appreciate your support and sharing these episodes. It means a lot to me. Keep it up. Keep sharing. Keep shining and keep smiling. And if you want to tell me what you're going to do to create an uplifting environment in your home, I would love to hear from you. Find me on Facebook at Striving to be Spiritual and send me a message. Until next time. This has been another episode of the Striving to be Spiritual podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and tell your friends. I hope you have a great day. Until next time.